Hello everyone, welcome to What is Covenants, Specialized Pastoral Care, Christian Counseling Ministry with Dave Clay and the late arrival that you typically are, Carol Bardet, even as I began the podcast. Wow. You were okay. just sitting down in your chair. Somebody has to hit the button. And Car- <laughs> that's right. Carol Bardet. I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> See, I am not nearly as sarcastic, right? Some people are kind of veiled in their shots. I've got, I'll just come around and say it. It's called mean. It's called smart. <laughs> I was called obnoxious the other day. Wow. Yes. I would have never. I've been called that. bombastic. You would never think I bet of you've been called off the name. been called a lot of things. <laughs> Carolyn, how are you? I'm doing good. Let me put this down now. <laughs> I am doing good. I'm pondering my sarcasm now. I'm wondering if I, I've been accused of making facial expressions. I got in trouble for that in high school. As, as I would say this with great respect to Tim as well as you, okay. it's all that makes you the charming person. Oh, that you oh, are, no. and I'm sure Tim would agree. I with need me. to try to cover that up and. <laughs> try. I don't think you, I can do it. You need to be a little bit more skilled in the sarcasm. Yeah, it takes a medication. <laughs> so, Carolyn, okay. what if I told you? Now I'm scared. <laughs> and I love this though that I have you a great disadvantage without a Bible. I know. You can Every use week. the one. I've got a King James over there on the table. Would you want the King James? Um, or you can have that one there on top of the, uh, just, that one there. You can have the one there on top of the coffee. <laughs> okay, I'll use this one. I do like to look at it. John three nineteen. Okay. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Hmm. Light come in the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Okay? True? False? Maybe? Well, it's in the Bible, so I can't really say it's false. (laughs) Well, and again, it's without much context. It is red-lettered, so that means Jesus said that. You know, and I had a lot of different choices as far as where to start today's podcast, Mm -hmm. as far as... Um, kind of going over, I don't know, I'm not even sure what the theme is going to be, but, okay. but to try to get all of it pulled together. Mm-hmm. But instead of going in the Old Testament <laughs> first, which I can't tell with the sarcasm, if you really think that that is a good thing or a bad thing, but a lot of people say, why do you always talk about the Old Testament? Why don't you talk about the New Testament? Well... I'm going to indulge those persons because I made a choice not to go to Old Testament Scripture first, but rather New Testament. And then specifically, I decided to go ahead and do the red-lettered sort of passage, which means Jesus is talking. You think that'll make them happy? (laughs) No. The only reason I go to the Old Testament, though, is because we just need to establish all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And if we're going to be relatable... We have to start with something that Jesus everybody's at least too. understanding of. Not everybody has the same level of maturity when it comes to their relationship with Christ because that's a growing thing, a sanctification thing. They're all saved if they've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, but their level of, again, wisdom right. and understanding is relationship-driven. Yeah. And, and some people have really maybe gotten a lot of wisdom and understanding, close relationship, but things have come up in the world, their world, that's caused them to maybe not be where You're they... Right. That was nice. (laughs) I feel bad now. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, you're right. I mean, they, that is a thing, and, and people get kind of, you know, squirrely when you start going in the Old Testament. But but that's okay. You can you can uh, go through it with us, and we'll hold your hand, and we will help you through it because it's chock full of Jesus too. But it's also there for a reason. We have it. God gave us all of it. So yeah. we're going to live and read all of it. Well, and it justifies. Uh, the, the Old Testament, the New Testament establishes the validity of all those things God tried to tell us in the Old Testament. As if, again, you could tell somebody this is what's going to happen. But until it happens in for humans, you know, if we can't see it, taste it, taste it touch it, feel it. Right. It's right. just, you know, we still are questionable, right. you know, about it. But Jesus becomes then the validation. The New Testament, particularly then mm-hmm. in the Holy Spirit dimension, it validates all those things that were given Holy Spirit dimension yeah. in the Old. So having done that, right? Okay. I've done that properly. Yes. I can now go up to John chapter 3, verse 1. Okay. That was chapter 3, 19. Mm-hmm. Because I want to set up the proper context to not only that passage that I chose to start with, mm-hmm. but I think the whole podcast for today. Hmm. So there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, You must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Does that help any with that? John three nineteen. Sure. Yeah, I, um, as probably our podcast listeners know, I'm a... NIV persons. <laughs> so as I'm reading this, I'm I'm going through um, these verses in my head, and also um, I will throw out a little plug for the Chosen series. They have an episode that shows this this conversation with Nicodemus, and it's just done fantastic, and it's done word for word in the scripture. If anybody cares about that, sometimes when you say production and TV and Bible in the same sentence, people get nervous, but. They do an excellent job of that. Um, so that gives us some context of what's going on, Jesus and Nicodemus and their conversation, which led up to the almighty famous verse of uh, John 3.16 that we know and love. We're not there yet. Right. 
I thought you stopped reading. I'm sorry. I was thinking right. we didn't get to that, but that's okay. But that uh, that comes along in that same conversation. And then he closes out talking more about the light and what happens. And, yes. And, and again, I, I'm not trying to give you a hard time, and, and, and certainly I'm not trying to trick anybody up and I don't say anything with any intention like sarcasm, right? I'm a pretty straightforward yes, person. Such would be the Old Testament too, pretty straightforward. And as much then such would be the New Testament. And I'm sure Jesus is just in and the consistency, the integrity is there, but it's manifested in this encounter with Nicodemus as much as it would be any aspect of his life. Mm-hmm. So, what then happens is, as much as John reports that encounter with Nicodemus, the Holy Spirit leads John to also then talk about the other John, John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this idea that after these things came, Jesus and his disciples, after these things came, Jesus and his disciples into the land of Judea, and there he tarried with them and baptized. And John was also baptizing at Anon or Enon near to Salem or Salim because there was much water there and they came and were baptized for John was not yet cast into prison. Then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying and I should say this is John chapter 3 verse 22. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan to whom thou bearest witness, behold the same baptizeth and all men come to him. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy therefore is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. It's one of my favorite verses. Yeah, I like that last part, mm-hmm. <laughs> part too, because it's the humbleness, right? right? It's the recognition. And as much as, again, in a human dimension, Nicodemus should have known all these things because he was a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Jesus was kind of calling him out on in that passage I read a few moments earlier. Mm-hmm. But the idea, though, is that even today, I think people make a, uh, have a very difficult time making the real association with what Jesus is talking about here. And it isn't that John 3.16, you want to go ahead and read it since you were... It is the, it's the verse we all know. Right. Uh, for God so loved the world... And this is the King James... This is how I... Mem- everything I memorize is King James Version. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So I think Jesus was doing the thing that the Old Testament does... So that as much as we now, because of Christ, we can then find the salvation or the recognition of the need for salvation, Jesus was doing that in a kind way. He wasn't being sarcastic when he called Nicodemus out, right? I mean, he wasn't like, well, you should know better, Nicodemus, or, well, surely, Nicodemus, you know. Well, no, Nicodemus didn't know, or he wouldn't be speaking to Jesus about such things. And though it may have been an obvious thing, Hopefully by the end of the podcast, it'll be even more obvious. Mm-hmm. That maybe Nicodemus should have already come to this sort of understanding of the prophetic sort of dimensions of the Old telling, uh, the Old Testament as it foretold or mm-hmm. its telling of the, the Messiah to come. They weren't ready for it. They missed the whole point. 
they weren't operating in that spiritual discernment dimension. Mm -hmm. They were still very pragmatic and very literal about it all. And here was Jesus, not necessarily tricking Nicodemus up about Mm -hmm. being born again. Mm -hmm. He was trying to help Nicodemus understand spiritual dimensions Mm -hmm. and the best thing that Nicodemus possibly could have even begun to understand it, it was the more material dimensions. Mm -hmm. But when he gets to John 3.16, Nicodemus should at that point have realized, and I think he probably did because he also was helpful or part of what otherwise, yes, as we follow the Gospels and Mm -hmm. particularly as Jesus' life continued even to his crucifixion. I think Nicodemus came to salvation that day Mm -hmm. and had a sincere, genuine conversion experience. Yeah, absolutely. And that uh, they were looking, like you said, that pragmatic, the material thing, they they thought it was going to be a real king, you know, coming in on the horseback. (laughs) And so they weren't really thinking spiritually. And that's and that's the thing today. People haven't changed. It's the same thing. People are looking for something to, looking for God to be some one thing. And it's like, even as a follower, I was thinking, it's like when you realize that God's so much more than you thought. You know, when you first get saved and you put your faith in Christ, and then, I don't know, whenever the time is right, the appointed time, then and you have this realization, oh, there's more to this. You know, there, God is so much more than I thought. And so, no, I don't think Jesus was being definitely not sarcastic to him. But, you know, he did question things. I mean, question Mary and Joseph. You know, where, I, wouldn't you, didn't you know I'd be in here teaching? You know, he, he had a tendency to sort of well, just say it straight. <laughs> yeah. To, but I mean, not in a mean way. Because kindness leads to repentance. Because sarcasm can be lost on a lot of people. And, right. and I know the motive is a different one. Right. And it wasn't that. Right. But people can maybe take it as that. But that mm-hmm. really isn't what he was doing. Nor was he, I right. don't think, judging. But he was trying to elucidate mm-hmm. the points. Illuminate the points. And so was John. Mm-hmm. The other John that was writing about John the Baptist Mm -hmm. because the Holy Spirit inspired him to include John the Baptist in this very same chapter. Or as it was put together, the manuscript was written. This was the order, I presume, of John's thinking, how he was going to write it, how he was inspired of the Holy Spirit to write it. And I believe John... The disciple mm-hmm. wrote it. The apostle wrote oh, yeah, it. Absolutely. Oh, I'm, yes. I mean, I just want to clear that up for all of those people out there that may be a little bit under the deceiver, the, the deception of the deceiver, mm-hmm. who might want to suggest that it's all humanistic anyhow, and maybe it was a conspiracy. Maybe a bunch of people got together and with some sure. intention to, com- to control the world, manipulated all sure of it. Did. No, it was the Holy Spirit. And John was a vessel, and he wrote it. But I believe it to be that factual and that true. Not because I believe everything that John wrote, to me, would be relevant in that sort of same sort of I could prove it factually. Mm -hmm. But we said that. The New Testament validates the Old, but it does so out of the Holy Spirit. Not only the actions... But Jesus came, but a lot of people think he was just a prophet. Mm-hmm. They don't think he was the Messiah. Mm-hmm. But lest we be confused, <laughs> when John wrote this, I believe he started with 
what we're going to go to now, John chapter 1, already kind of having come to this conclusion and that we're speaking of that Jesus not only is the Messiah, but maybe with that had come to the revelation that John was trying to give, Jesus was trying to give to Nicodemus mm-hmm. that day. So can I go ahead and go there? Yeah, sure. Are you sure? Yeah. I told you before we started the podcast that when I do the, the presentation, I call it the sermon. <laughs> We don't have as much fun, right? Because it's not as conversational. Well, you're but, wound up today. So but I want to apologize. Well, there's just so much to say, right? Okay. I want to apologize to you no, it's not that it's not as conversational and that I may not seem like I can pause, but I need to at least establish a point. Listen, so my head's thinking. Before I get to the next place. So bear with me, and okay. I hope our podcast listeners will do the same. John chapter 1, because it's going to all be validated, I hope. The Holy Spirit's never failed us, right? right. He's always come through. And you do that out of the Holy Spirit, which I I would want our podcast listeners to appreciate that, is that I don't prep you. No. It's the Holy Spirit out of you that validates the points. You know, we don't get together and have these long-winded discussions either theologically. Sometimes we get into some theology, but for the most part, we don't talk a lot of that stuff. Right. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now I'm going to pause for a moment. Mm. Nicodemus. People who are not saved, even people who understand the Old Testament, the golden rule, who still aren't about killing the Judeo-Christian sort of, I guess, paradigm, mindset, Mm -hmm. killing the word. And there's a lot of Christians that have followed prey to that, to mm-hmm. kill the Old Testament because it's, it's no longer... No, it, it is just, right. you miss the point. Right. And this is why I'm making the point. Because it may not be needful for somebody who knows Jesus, but it's absolutely, entirely needful for somebody who doesn't know Jesus. And even times when I might start to question my salvation. When you do need Dare Jesus. I say, you need Jesus and you right. need to know the Word right. in its entirety. Mm-hmm. And John presents this in John chapter 1. Now, I started, again, today's podcast, with John chapter 3. So it was a little bit advanced in terms of the manuscript. Mm -hmm. And whether it was chronological that John presented it or as his best memory or recollection allowed him to present it, nonetheless, I think it was, again, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and it has a purpose and meaning. But John's given us the answer. He's telling us the answer to the question that Nicodemus brought to Jesus. So he's foretelling or prophesying or at least interpreting what was prophecy in the Old Testament, which we'll get to before the podcast is over. And he's saying, yes, indeed it was. He is the Word. Indeed it was such that God sent the light into the world. But that the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Now we think Nicodemus came to Jesus, but so too is John the Baptist. He was speaking the word. Mm -hmm. He was still in a prophetic sort of mode. It wasn't really in that way prophecy because Jesus had come. But there had to be some place where those two worlds met. Mm -hmm. 
And get this too, that passage I read from John chapter 3, they were both baptizing in the same region. So there was still, not only in the River Jordan, what I'm about to read here in a few moments about mm -hmm. John the Baptist and the baptism, or at least allude to or reference mm -hmm. of Jesus, they were actually ministering together. At one point, both of those kingdoms, the Old and the New Testament, mm -hmm. had to coexist. Mm. Boy, that's good. I think about when uh, Mary went to see Elizabeth. I mean, that's kind of the first time they, quote, met. <laughs> if, you, if you can go with me, listeners, on that. Remember, he leaped for joy in her womb. Amen. And, you know, they, John knew, he knew, of course he's still doing his job, but he knew that he wasn't Jesus. He knew he was baptizing, but he knew he had to decrease. But, but that's where I think John was the epitome of all that the Old Testament could produce. Mm -hmm. If you could say it in a collective sort of consciousness yeah. sort of way, in a human dimension... John might have been Nicodemus, right? Baptized of water and spirit. Mm -hmm. But okay. in yeah. that moment, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you start Could thinking of it that way. Yeah. John, when the moment presented itself, mm -hmm. knew it would require both the baptism of water, which he was fully capable of doing, mm -hmm. and more so than even Nicodemus or any of the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. They did respect him, though. I have to say that. Yeah. But in that moment, mm. we see the conversion. We mm. see John come to a realization because he said, as he increases, mm. I must decrease. Which doesn't mean that the Old Testament is done away with, but the operation has to be shifted. Mm -hmm. But we come to Jesus out of need and salvation. Right. We enjoy the first fruits of the Spirit with the foretelling of the prophetic word of not only Christ and what He would do for us, but what He will do for us in our life. But we still kind of operate where both are, are helping us. Mm -hmm. The Old Testament sanctifies while we're yeah. still learning to allow the Holy Spirit in the New Testament dimension to take over, really occupy. And the born again, we're born again, but there's a bit of that continued washing of the right. word before we're finally at a point, hopefully, where we can truly allow the Holy Spirit to have complete dominion in our life mm -hmm. and operate out of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't happen without Jesus. Right. It doesn't happen unless we are called to some awareness, which the Old Testament does, if nothing else. Right. Shows us where our inadequacies mm -hmm. or failings are. But somewhere along the way, as Nicodemus, we come and seek out Jesus. Jesus is pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. He's not sarcastic. He's not condemning. <laughs> he was welcoming. Right. He can't be. Right, because he's the Savior. Right. He's the Messiah. Right. And it's a paradigm shift. But it's more than a paradigm shift. It's a soul shift. Mm -hmm. It's more than thoughts. It's more than emotion. It's water and spirit shift. Mm -hmm. But I think John knew that. Or at least came to awareness of that. Well, and that's the thing. Nicodemus, <laughs> I mean, he was a teacher of the law, but he didn't have that awareness. And until he came to that point... He just had a bunch of knowledge, you know, but until he until it was really 
understood by him, which is in no way a slam towards Nicodemus. Because none of us know until we come to that realization of what's happening. And Nicodemus did not get to presuming. (laughs) He did not get to hang out with Jesus quite the same way as John, the Apostle John, or the disciple John. So so I'm going to continue, right? Okay. Verse 6, John 1. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This is John the Baptist. The the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. And I say it was John the Baptist. I think it probably was. But it could be said about John as would eventually be the revelator, the apostle, the disciple. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. No guile, no sarcasm, no passive-aggressive, no intent to manipulate, no intent to dominate, no intent to control in some earthly human dimension, Mm -hmm. no intent to conquer or set up some worldly kingdom, Mm -hmm. not at least in a human sort of regard. He's not going to build a tower of Babel. Right. He's not going to do global sort of politics and bring everybody together like the Tower of Babel sort of represents. That's not going to do anything but fall. Mm-hmm. But really, from the only place that it could be, it's from heaven. Mm-hmm. John the Baptist said that. From heaven. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's what Jesus tried to tell Nicodemus. Right. From heaven. And I like that, too, that um, the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So, and we know that. We know, you know, we tell Jesus, God loves everybody. But it's not just that he loves everybody, but he shone his light on everyone. It wasn't just the people hiding, you know, he, he sees and saw everyone. And we'll see everyone. And that's pretty cool because there's a lot of people that feel like God's forgotten them. But when the light is shown, it sounds Old then Testament, doesn't it? King James. Yes, it should be. Right. But if you deny it, mm-hmm. if the conviction is there and you choose not to embrace it, mm-hmm. if you don't it's want worse. to do that as he increases, <laughs> I must decrease, even if it means that one day your head's going to be on a platter. Or you might be crucified on a cross. If you're not willing to do that, you have no place with him. It's just worse if you don't deal with it then. I want to tell you a little secret about myself. And that our listeners can judge me or however you want to do with this. But I had this thing where I was frustrated about this one room. And I didn't... I It was getting dusty and I just... And every time I went... I got irritated because I didn't want to deal with it. I just, you know, and so I, it got to the point where I started turning the light off when I went in there so I wouldn't see it. 
because I didn't want to deal with it. Because seeing it, you can't unsee it, and then once you know, you have to deal with it. And so, the problem is I already knew. But, you know, once the light shines on something, then you can't say you didn't know. And so, sometimes, but the, my point is, it is worse. When the light was shown on, shown on it, shown, and I saw it for what it was, I didn't want to deal with it. But you know what happens when you don't deal with something, and then you wait, and then you have to deal with it later. Most of the time, it's not better or easier. Mm -hmm. It's harder. Mm -hmm. And so I should have just dealt with it in the beginning. And so, um, you know, when God shines lights on things, it's not to point out, it wasn't Jesus pointing his finger at Nicodemus, you know, how could you do this? It was like, let me show you this so you can understand it better and you'll have a awakening, a light bulb moment. And unless there would be some risk of hijacking the devil, that would be hijacking the conversation. I do want to point this out though. That's what we do in covenants, the council. So here we go. John chapter one, now at verse 15. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. So, in that same sort of way, the Old Testament bears witness of Christ. John, the Baptist's testimony, is that he is the Christ. John then is in that same way, whether it's the Apostle or John the Baptist, bearing witness of Christ so that one day someone like Nicodemus might come along and ask that question. But even so, am I still okay? Yeah, okay. that's e coming up here in a few verses. Yeah, And even so, and this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? Now, did Nicodemus come as a result of that? We always heard that he came in the night, so he would not be, I don't know, maybe they sent him. And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou the prophet? Or that prophet? And Elijah and all that. And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? That we may give an answer to them that sent us. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord. As said the prophet, Isaiah, and they which were sent, or they which were sent, were of the Pharisees, and they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet? John answering them saith, I baptize with water. Here we go again. <laughs> but there standeth one among you whom you ye know not. He it is who cometh after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latch it I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done. And Bethabara, Bethabara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. Hmm. Now this was all presumably too before the Jordan moment, right? Because we're getting to that. Mm -hmm. Behold the Lamb of God. Yeah, I love that. So, <clears throat> let's see who was there. John, and when the Jews sent 
priests and Levites to ask him. So, they didn't come themselves. They sent other people to ask the questions. And I'm not saying Nicodemus at that point was an inquiring of John, but it's the same motive. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were trying to figure this thing out. And mm -hmm. for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe Nicodemus' was more pure. Well, and at one point, John, they say he's baptizing more. What was it? John's uh, followers kind of got in a tiff with Jesus' followers. And so they very easily could have looked and seen this guy's got a following. Something's going to happen. What's going on? And that was probably the beginning of him being a threat. You know, when he when they seen his people becoming more than John the Baptist, it was obvious something was was going on with this and, man, and they had to investigate. And they were also probably there's a bit of a learning curve. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe the revelation comes so clearly, you know, to some, like the lightning strike, sort of like uh, Paul Saul yeah. on the road to Tarsus. Mm -hmm. Uh, the idea, though, is that most of us, it's a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. There's a bit of a buildup. You ask those questions, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because you know, like we're talking, you know, yeah. <laughs> people know, people know. They could pretend like they don't know. Eli knew his sons were corrupt. People know. Yeah. They just don't want to admit that they know. And there's maybe possibly nothing worse than keeping it in the family, right? Because then if you, like, let the cat out of the bag, as they used to say, or the light shines in, you're responsible to do something with that. But there, were, there was a bit of a slow learn. So in the event they were slow learners, <laughs> we might be, after the fact, reading this account, the gospel account of John. Mm -hmm. Behold the Lamb of God. The next day John seeth Jesus, starting with verse 29, chapter 1, John. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away or taketh away the sin of the world. This is a he of whom I said, After me cometh the man which preferred before me, for he was before me, and I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bare record that this is the Son of God. Well, I do, I do love that one part where John the Baptist says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin. Well, he states the obvious. Yeah. Not that they knew it because they were still in darkness. Mm -hmm. Right? We've already read a couple of those passages that right. allude to that mm -hmm. and, the, and the accountability that goes along with saying that you want you, know, you don't want to look at the room and see it turn the light off yeah well they <laughs> they were confused and like we talked earlier they were looking for something completely different and then jesus shows up and it's like this isn't what's supposed to be you know this isn't what um we were praying for and um 
I imagine that they, this is just my own imaginations, but I imagine him and Jesus had some conversations. Well, I'm sure. And, and if they didn't, they let, he, the belly, I mean, he just had the, it was all spirit stuff. They were right. leaping. Right. Yeah. I just feel like that they connected and I just, I don't know, to me, their relationship is beautiful, you know. What well, has to be because it's the same as the Old and New Testament. Mm. Yeah. Right? I mean, it has to like be. Married. That's what we're missing. We're missing because we think we're all there. We think we've got it. We think we now that we're here, we can just do whatever we want because now we're, and I use the word elucidate and illuminate. We're, I heard a sermon that, the illumination. I thought, oh, it sounds a little bit, we used to call it new age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like somehow we've reached the pinnacle here and now we're in the Tower of Babel and now we can talk about global order and now we can talk about human engineering and now we can talk about political engineering and now we can tell people what they should be or shouldn't be and now we can be God. Mm-hmm. No. No, right. no, no, we can't. Right. So I want to go back to John 3, you don't have to, 319. I'm just going to go back there for a moment and then I'm going to tell our listeners about the podcast. <laughs> and this is the condemnation. Remember, I started. What do you think about that? John 3 19. Mm-hmm. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. I'm going to go ahead and add 20 to it. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither come to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest that they are wrought in God. Not of me, not of humanism, not of a philosophical, not of a political, not of a scientific or an empirical. All of those are limited. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm limited by empiricism. I can only think what I've seen, touched, taste, or felt. Mm -hmm. That's why all of this is the way it is. We start with water, so God can kind of at least appeal to the empiricism, but it's still not going to save you until you can see not only in tangible form the Messiah, but we're talking about the real come down from heaven stuff mm-hmm. that Nicodemus was failing to really understand. Yeah. You have to be born again. And in that, now you're baptized not of water, but of this spiritual dimension because it is not of earthly mm-hmm. creation, right. human creation or flesh. Mm-hmm. It is entirely of God. And lest anyone not think Jesus was the Messiah, he was spirit first chose to be, allowed himself, I think he had all choice, to come and manifest himself in human dimension so that we might do all these things that John's telling us in John 1, so we might touch him, taste him, feel him, mm-hmm. for uh, John 1, 1, mm-hmm. right. as well as John chapter 1. The idea, though, is, is that he came so that there would be no question when these two kingdoms sort of overlapped, Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long that'll be. I suppose until Jesus comes again, there's always going to be the overlap of the Old and the New Testament because there'll be some that won't know sanctification or won't have a chance until time has reached its fullness. Mm-hmm. But when Jesus comes again, it's the prophetic word that he was given to Nicodemus. It's all spirit then. The prophetic word that right. John was seeing in the River Jordan, it's all spirit then. Mm-hmm. 
what John, the, the uh, disciple, the apostle was trying to tell us, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit was using him to tell us so that we might today read about this, so that we might know, so that might bear witness when we finally encounter the Christ, mm -hmm. like Nicodemus. But until Jesus comes again, there's always hope. Don't right? you feel like that's when our life, when we really begin to understand our eternal life begins? I mean, we had an eternal life, but we didn't. We didn't understand it. We're like Nicodemus. We didn't understand what. What does that even mean? Okay, well, I'm gonna live forever. But no, this is just a vapor. And really, I kind of feel like when he comes back, that is sort of when we, you know, kind of quote begin. Because then, yeah, our eternal life has already started. I get that. But our adventure, our you know life has really began at that point this is this is part of our life but this isn't our whole this isn't what it's all about just this part which is hard for anybody to grasp i mean i understand that it's a hard thing to understand that this is not like the whole point of our being you only discern that by consequence mm -hmm. versus holy spirit mm -hmm. And if you don't even believe in the Holy Spirit, you don't believe in Jesus, right. how are you going to discern any of this? I don't think you can. You can't. I don't think you can. Because you've got a closed mind. And, and, you know, we all were once there too. So, you know, it's, it's, not, a, uh, it's not a finger point at you. It's you don't know, but the light's going to shine on everyone. I mean, we read that. That's what it says. The light will shine on you, and you will know the truth. And then what you do with that truth is up That's to you. That's it entirely. So I want to remind our podcast listeners. I Please said I'd do. mention that. Yes. <laughs> You're listening to What is Covenant? Specialized Pastoral Care, Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. So, <laughs> finally, we get to go to the Old Testament. Yay. I'm going to tease. Malachi. Malachi. <laughs> the last book of the Old Testament. And would it not be fitting, right? And I know that that was also chosen to be the last book of the Old Testament. The Bible was put together in with some human thought given, but I believe it was also equally divinely inspired. Mm -hmm. I think it's a brilliant book. I mean, it's so impressive, even if you just measured it in human dimension, but especially if you understand the only way that any human could create such a marvelous book would be under divine inspiration. Right. So we're going to start with Malachi 3, verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord, whom you seek, shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant, whom you delight in, that's all prophetic stuff, right? The prophecy, prophecy, the prophetic word is what I'm trying to get out. He shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he shall set as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. 
Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as in the days of old, as in former years. And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, and against the false swearers, and against those that oppress the hireling and his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right, and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord, I change not, therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Sounds like the world we live in. Mm. Or at least as with that prophecy yeah. or prophetic word, as I couldn't get it out a moment ago. All of that, the last book in the Old Testament, is just like John the Baptist. That's what John the Baptist was operating off of. Of course, he knew all the other. Right. But when he was as, as that in that wilderness, mm. what'd you come out to see? Yeah. You know, a voice crying in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus asked, well, what'd you expect? The idea, though, is we should expect he's coming. Mm hmm. We should expect, there's no hiding it. We should expect that the light is going to give discernment to who are lying, who are cheating, mm -hmm. who are stealing, and turning people away from Jesus. Mm. That's even worse, right? Because that's exactly what the father, their father, the devil those that otherwise were of the Pharisees that had the light and chose not to receive it, accept it, and were doing nothing but leading the people into further condemnation. Carolyn, we're living in a time when I don't know many people who are really exampling the light, let me qualify that, as from the positions that we would think that they should be. Now, I know there's righteous men and women, and I know the Holy Spirit is quite alive, and I know there's a body of Christ, and I know we're approaching, how soon, I don't know, Jesus' second coming, and that's all operational, because we're operating on spirit, and just as John the Baptist, he's increasing as I'm decreasing. Right. Mm -hmm. But the devil knows he's got a short period of time, and he's working all these things. Mm -hmm. All he's alive and working all these things mm -hmm. in our presence. And he's deceiving people. He's leading them astray. He's taking them down paths of humanism, wokeness. Destroy the Bible. It's all ethnic or anyhow. It's all people oriented. They just tricked you. They fooled you. You can be just as good as they are. And they have no idea, most of the people that are doing this too, who Jesus is. Because the people that should be telling us who Jesus is really aren't. Amen. <laughs> Boy, ain't that the truth. And uh, there's two sides to that, though. I agree with everything you just said. And I also feel like the, the people that are supposed to be pointing those people, sometimes, <laughs> oh, I struggle saying this. Because we've all, I say we all, okay, I'll speak for myself. <laughs> Sometimes I think that we um, like to decide who gets the light and who doesn't. 
Now, isn't that a scary thought? Mm. I don't want to be in that position. I wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't want to be the receiving end of that either. No, but I just, I believe that sometimes we're... We're just going along doing our little job as a, you know, bricklayer. And then we look up and we're like, oh, well, this tower could um, go all the way up to the sky. You know, it's so easy to just be manipulated. I mean, the devil knows how to, you know, get uh, what he wants accomplished and how dangerous that is to get in that position. And like you said, you wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it either, but I think, you know, when the church doesn't stand up and doesn't help all these people that we just read about, we're taking the flashlight and well, shining on somebody else. Well, you know? And, if, and if, if we're seeing the decline of the church, and I'm not picking a church, I'm not picking a denomination, I'm just speaking to this idea that, that the numbers are dropping. Yeah. There's no distinction. Mm -hmm. They're no different than the world. So why would anybody come into a church and see the exact same thing mm -hmm. right. that they're seeing in the world? And why would you not expect them then to generalize that, to think, well, you know, again, all this stuff that we're hearing, well, you guys are just trying to fool me. Mm -hmm. You've had the power all these years, and this is just another political maneuvering. What is truth, Pontius Pilate says, when he's, when he's uh, with interrogating Jesus? What is truth? Mm -hmm. Or when he's making his judgment mm -hmm. about Christ? What is truth? Well, they're saying that. What is What's truth? relatable. Truth has to be certainly the Word of God. It has to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. It has to be Jesus' manifest Word, Word-living Word. But if I don't practice it with integrity, right. what is it worth as far as a testimony? What exactly. is it worth as far as bearing testimony witness? Exactly. That's the one thing that John the Baptist, we can say, he was a man of integrity. Mm -hmm. What'd you come out to see? A reed shaken by the wind? Mm -hmm. What'd you come out to see? Someone dressed in clothing or garments like in a king's house? What'd you come out to see? No. Right. <laughs> he lived it. He lived it. And he didn't care. Right. He was not politically correct. Right. He didn't care. Of course, you could say, well, they didn't have social media then. He didn't care. Mm -mm. That's why he's out in the wilderness. But if you're not going to be the light, or if your light, as borrowing from the Sermon on the Mount, is hidden under a bushel basket, don't expect no one, if you're not going to be salt, mm -hmm. don't expect no one to come pay any attention to you. It's going to be Mars Hill and the Apostle Paul. They'd heard it all. They'd seen it all. And Paul did catch their attention. I'm going to tell you about the unknown God, which kind of in some interesting yeah. sort of way was... Brilliant in and of itself. I'm right. sure divinely inspired, Holy Spirit given. But it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. They weren't converted. They didn't receive the testimony because they were too high-minded. They were just part of the Tower of Babel. And you know, the Tower of Babel, we look at that historically because it's Old Testament. But, you know, like we've been saying today, alluding to, it may have been in that same sort of way, either prophetically so, what the world's going to come to in the book of Revelation, we're going to see. Mm -hmm. Prophetically so, what we see here in Malachi, mm -hmm. 
as much as it was maybe just this is the way of the devil. When you put too many people together, they're all humanistic. This is what it's going to look like. They're all going to be creating this Tower of Babel kind of a thing, just waiting for the walls to fall. So I'm going to read on, if that's okay, in Malachi chapter 3. Even from the days of your fathers, you are gone away from mine ordinances and not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Be, but ye said, wherein shall we return? Oh, come on. They're trying to lie to God. How do we get back to you? Oh, yeah, and they're saying, well, we yeah, we're just so ignorant. We're so stupid. We don't know. That's sarcasm, Carolyn. <laughs> sarcasm is purest form. You better be afraid to be sarcastic with God. Right. <laughs> but that's how irreverent we've become. Mm -hmm. Return unto me and I'll return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. It's not that God's making it conditional, but they cannot, they are not going to hear the word until they get out of themselves. Right. Get off their high horse. You know, tear down the yeah. wall. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but, and this is God talking, mm -hmm. but you say, wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offerings? You're cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. And then it goes on to say, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it and I will rebuke the devourer devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be at the lightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Mm. So I'm going to go off script. Okay. <laughs> we've been now off, I'm really nervous. Carol, we've scared. been off script for the very sure. beginning. You know that? Yeah. I mean, we really have. You indulged me greatly. I don't know that you fully realize how off script <laughs> some people might perceive me to be. Otherwise, you may not be an acquaintance of mine. Because if you are an acquaintance of mine and somebody really pays attention to what I'm saying, you know, of course, they're going to say, well, you hang out with him. You must believe a bit of what he says. Okay. And that may not be good news. I've always heard that as well. Tithes. Bring your money in. Tithes. Give everything to the storehouse. Tithes. We'll mm -hmm. take care of this. Mm -hmm. We'll distribute it properly. Mm -hmm. And God, and God spoke it. This is the interpretation. God's going to bless you for it. Mm -hmm. If there's any more corruption, I don't know what there might be. That's not, I don't think, what God's talking about. God's talking about you. He's not talking about your money. God don't need your money. He doesn't need anything from us. Right. <clears throat> and when you begin there, even to preach that sermon and interpret that passage in that light, and I'm not a Bible scholar. Mm -hmm. I'm not. All this stuff is just there. You just have to open your eyes and receive it. It's there. God gave it to us. But it doesn't take a Bible scholar to figure out that Malachi is talking about the tithe is you. The tithe is giving yourself. The tithe is laying your life down. The tithe is giving it to Christ so that you might be born again. Mm -hmm. 
And if you want this to come down from heaven, as we've been talking about, if you want to move past the water of baptism or the baptism of water into the Spirit, Spirit. you've got to lay down your life for Christ or give it to Christ. Mm -hmm. God doesn't steal your life because life isn't in the flesh. We know that. That's what we're saying. But even in the Spirit, but if you're going, when have we not done that? Or what are you talking about, God? Mm -hmm. Or Jesus, what did, Nicodemus, how can a man be born? Oh, that was the most ridiculous question in the world. Not that it isn't literal, but in light of everything. We're, and I just went to the Old Testament, so Nicodemus knew this stuff. Mm -hmm. We just set this up. John the Baptist got it. Nicodemus should have. He was in the dark. Mm -hmm. He was choosing to reject the light. He was not willing to receive. He was not open to receive. He was not confessing of his sin, his evil. The evil is he thinks he's better than God. He thinks he's responsible for figuring it all out. Part the Pharisees. Of Part of him. Part of him did not fully believe that, or he would have never yes. met Jesus. Yes. He had that little part of him that was like, I know all this, but what if, what if there really is a man that will save us, basically? And, and what if you're in that moment and he knocks on the door? What if you're in that moment, you have a chance to be born again? Are you going to say, well, I don't know about this born again. What does this mean? Or you're just crazy. What are you talking about? Another day. Who was it that said that? Come back to me another day. I'll think about it, getting saved. Was it Paul talking to someone? And he said, mm, not today, maybe another day. King Agrippa, maybe? Festus? I so. Yes, I think so. And that always made me sad, you know. And every time I would hear my grandma read that scripture, you know, it was just like this sadness would come over, you know, when we would read that. Because when you have read, and they had that to read. They had the Torah. They had everything to know. And like you said, John the Baptist knew. How did Nicodemus not know that? I think part of him knew and he didn't know if it was true or not. Could this be? Can I believe that? It's crazy. So here we are. So you're Jesus. You're not Jesus. I'm not Jesus. No. But you are the living, breathing testimony of Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. You are his ambassador. Mm -hmm. These people need it. They yeah, need to see that's it. That's for sure. They don't need to see us lie and cheat and steal it. Right. They don't need to see us drumming up these causes for all of these things and then uh, siphoning off 40% or 50% for administrative costs. Yeah. You know, at least we're straight up. You come mm -hmm. see us as a fee for service because we got to stay alive. Right. You know, and, 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 and maybe you agree, <laughs> agree or disagree. Maybe you say, well, that just proves the point, Dave. Then it shouldn't cost anything. Well, okay. I'm okay with that. I'm not, and it may not be necessary for everybody, but for some it is, mm -hmm. and that's where God's put us. We're tent makers. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's our avocation. Mm -hmm. I don't bum money from my my church. Mm -hmm. I don't. Bu I never. We never ask for donations. Right. I don't collect a tithe. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, we just work. We we right. earn our keep. Right. And I think the Apostle Paul says that. Mm -hmm. But the idea, though, is, is that if I'm going to do that, it's still not anything but mammon if I don't live it, breathe it, 
mm-hmm. example it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, then, a, it's the same thing. You do the same thing. I just and point out, though, if you stop, you're not going to show the light. Mm-hmm. People are not going to believe you. You can put a cross on the door. You can put a cross on the roof. <laughs> you can cross yourself. I don't wear a cross. <laughs> Unless I live it, it's just jewelry. And I, I, I'm very quick to point out that when people come in to see covenants, I'm very quick to point out that I am pointing you towards the truth, towards God's Word, and towards Him, the ultimate truth, other than His Word, to Him, lest I let you down somehow or fail to give you, you know, just what you want to hear. But I would be doing you a disservice to tell you what you want to hear. I want to tell you what I think God is saying and do my best to hear that. But that's that's where that's how I live that out, David, because... You know, and I tell people, my daughter said the other day, well, I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want to let you down, she said. I said, honey, you're going to let me down. I'm going to let you down. You're going to let other people down. We're human. But we have to remember there's one that will never let us down, and that's Jesus Christ. And we have to always remember that. So when people come in to see me, I'm going to tell them, yeah, he's, you know, as long as you're dealing with humans... So what's going to happen? But we as believers, we're, use, we're following the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to speak through us. And we're doing all that we can to be Christ. C.S. Lewis said, little Christs. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds sweet. Um, little Christs to people. And, and following that same line of thought, I don't pretend to be, I don't know, Billy Graham. I think he's pretty safe to say, right? I mean, Billy Graham. Uh, he's safe. And I don't think that I have a message that others have not preached. I just think we're living in a time when these messages stand out like light because we're living in such darkness. Mm-hmm. I bet you 50, 60, 100 years ago, people would say, oh, yeah, that Dave Clay, he's like a humanist because he's still kind of corrupted or perverted in some of his thinking because I do think they were maybe in some ways much more inclined to walk it, believe it, we just fall into such apostasy. But you wouldn't question going to a doctor. And a doctor isn't always able to immediately heal you. Right. And they have to trial and error sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you still compensate them because they've gone to school and they've learned certain things. And they're in a different position and, and such like that. It's not to do away with home remedies. It's not even to do away with faith healing. I, I'm not even saying don't do that. I'm just saying... It's not unusual, it's not wrong, I think, to see it within a professional context. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I do want to say is I never charge to do this. Mm -hmm. And I hope that what we do here never sounds so much like that we're peddling covenants for the sake of the money that we lose the message. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Actually, in some ways, it may be more true. I was teasing you earlier about you may not want to be associated with me. There's probably a lot of people who are going to come see me because they've heard me. (laughs) It's not always good to work to my advantage. But it's sincere and it's genuine. And I do believe it's anointed. I believe the Holy Spirit leads our conversations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How in the world could you get that? I'll show her. <laughs> I'm about like, 
Turn right side. Chicken scratch. I'm not, yes. <laughs> and I've only got like four points in most of my verses. None of this is scripted. Right. If it's right. anything, it's got to be of the Holy Spirit. It right. can't be of me. Right. Absolutely. I'm not smart enough, bright enough, intuitive enough to be able to say all this. And I certainly couldn't prick your heart. Mm-hmm. But there's people's hearts being pricked right now. Yeah, absolutely. They're convicted. Mm-hmm. But it's not me, it's Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But be thankful because you're not only baptized of water, this is what it's like to be baptized of spirit. Mm-hmm. Not me and you, mm-hmm. like that little Jesus thing, I don't want to hold us out. But when you start to feel the stirring, yeah. the wind bloweth where it listeth. I could have gone there. It's all stirring inside of you. Mm-hmm. Don't reject it like you said. Mm-hmm. Festus, King Agrippa, oh Paul, much thought has made you foolish or you know you're wearied and all this thinking yeah no it's real simple when you get to the place we are right now as you're starting to feel the holy spirit you don't have to think anymore actually it's counterintuitive to think just let go Mm -hmm. and allow the holy spirit to lead you and once you start to recognize his voice You'll be supported by the word. <laughs> Hopefully we do some encouraging on yeah. this end of it. Don't you think Nicodemus, I mean, don't you think he had to let go? He had, I mean, he had all that construct. Yes, Everything he was a Pharisee. I mean, it's kind of like Paul. Yes. But, but Paul had like a drastic, you know, but Nicodemus, I think, is more relatable to us. You know, we weren't in the same position as Paul. You know, we not all of us can say we're Bible scholars and, and like he was, but Nicodemus was... You know, he knew, he knew a little bit. He knew enough to be dangerous. And then and then when he found out, like, all that stuff I know doesn't even really matter. Mm-hmm. It's all what I just found out in the Holy Spirit. And, and that's what we try to convey is what the Holy Spirit is showing us. And it definitely is convicting, not just to me. You know, I hope our listeners feel the Holy Spirit, but... You know, there's times when, when you say something and I'm like, ouch, you know, because it's, it's the Holy Spirit is at work and, and lest people think that the Holy Spirit's out to hurt us, I said, ouch, um, to refine us. You mentioned the refiner's fire. It's to make us better. Oh my goodness. That, that, uh. I don't know what to call it a clip. It's a skit by the skit guys. If you've never heard them, look them up. They're called the the skit guys. Two guys, fantastic. And they have a little skit that they do called the chisel. And the guy's there, and he's, okay, it's time for, you know, chiseling session or whatever. And God comes over there, and he was like, you know, we really need to, remember I told you we need to work on this one part? He was like, okay. And he kind of gives in. And then he's like, ow, like that kind of hurt. And he was like, well, you've held on to that for a long time. It's it's deeper. And and he goes around and, and it's just a beautiful representation. And that's what God does to all of us. He doesn't just leave us. He doesn't just shine a light and be like, oh, well, sit there in all your filth and die lost. I've seen you, but good luck with that. That's not the God that we serve. And I think of that too in terms of just stirring up the gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not even thinking necessarily of Al and pain. I'm just thinking of break your heart. Yeah. I'm just thinking of yeah. accept Jesus. I'm just thinking of go where the Holy Spirit's leading you. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of baptism unto repentance. Yeah. 
I've thought this, and I thought it was all of me, and I thought I had to do it on my own, and I thought somebody had to leave me because I couldn't do it on my own, and I think I'm a failure, and I think I'm never going to measure up. You were saying that earlier about God or up to God. No! Right. Let the Word stir up your love for God. Mm -hmm. You love Him, you just don't want to admit it. (laughs) You need Him, you just don't want to admit it because everybody else, as you said, has failed you. I would love to insert people's names right there. But God will never fail you like Jesus right. never failed that's you. That's right. Absolutely. And so in that sort of way, it breaks your heart. But that's what he wants. That's our offering. That's our tithe. Bring it to the storehouse. Our labors mm-hmm. make our whole life about serving God and taking care of the people he's given us to take care of. Mm-hmm. That'll be enough. You don't have to go do it so you can get a tax write-off or charitable donation or you don't have to do it so that they'll maintain a building. I'm not against buildings. I'm not against charitable donations. I'm just saying put your money where your mouth is and more so where your heart is. But make sure your heart and your mouth line up because if you don't, you're going to lead people to hell. Right. Off script, sorry. Why don't you tell our listeners... If they should want to now, how <laughs> to get a hold of us? <clears throat> yes, we hope you want to get a hold of us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, the easiest way is to call us 304 528 9220, or you can email us at one at yahoo.com. Go online and see our website, covenantsonline.com, or you can check us out on Facebook under Covenants. And most of all, we want you to check out our podcast, What is Covenants? Specialized Pastoral Care Christian Counseling Services. And that was precisely what I was going to say. They can always come back. They don't have to see us. They don't have to call us in person. They can just come back. And we really do consider it a privilege to be able to share Mm -hmm. our heart and the word and join together with all the other believers that we know are out there in service unto God. In the meantime, I want to remind you you're listening to What is Covenants? Specialized Pastoral Care, Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay and (laughs) the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Be blessed! And we hope to hear from you or see you or something uh, soon. God bless!